Welcome to the Tanakh Podcast. Today, Yirmiyahu Parakut Aleph, Jeremiah chapter 11. Chapter 11 splits into two segments. The first segment is to do with the covenant, and it begins, Shimu et divrei habrit hazot. Listen to the words of this covenant. What covenant are we talking about? We'll talk about it in a minute. The second section of the chapter deals with an attempt by Yirmiyahu's townsfolk, the people of Anatot, to actually murder Yirmiyahu. They want him to stop prophesying what he's saying and they're going to actually threaten his life. We're going to deal with that tomorrow. So today, let's focus on the covenant. In order to explain this section, um, let's talk a little history. We uh, Jeremiah starts prophesying in the reign of Yo- of, of Yoshiahu, King Josiah. Yoshiahu was a was a wonderful king. The truth is that for the first, he was king for thirty one years, and for the first eighteen years of his reign. Um, it seems like not much was happening in the religious arena. Um, at a certain point in his 18th year, or if you read Divra Hayamim already in his 12th year, something stimulates him to start seeking God. And if we take the account from Malachim Bet, Perak Bet, he uh, asked the, the, the priest to renovate the temple. For the years before, in the period of Manasseh and Ammon, the temple had been shut the country had been serving idolatry, and they find a Sefer Torah. Chilkiyahu, the high priest, finds a Sefer Torah, brings it to the king, and when the king sees this Sefer, there's something about it that totally freaks him out, totally gives him a sense of trauma. What was it? Some people claim that he hadn't seen a Sefer Torah before, or possibly this was the actual Torah scroll of Moses, or possibly it was opened to a particular page, a page which was indicative of the demise of the king of national exile. Whichever way, he turns to um, his courtiers and says, Go seek God for me. And they go to a particular prophetess to whose name is Chulda Hanivia. Um, and she gives them a, a most awful prediction. She says, I'm reading from 2 Kings, Malachim Bet, Perak Chaf Bet. Um, so says the God of Israel, I'm going to bring destruction to this place. Um, because they have abandoned me and they have uh, offered up to all sorts of other gods. And my anger, my anger will burn in this place. It will never be extinguished. And this sets King Yoshiahu into a whole process of shuva, a process of nat- national return, but also the purging of idolatry in every single place around the country. He literally goes on on a on a national tour ridding the country of idolatry, starting with Jerusalem and ending with Jerusalem and going around the whole country and renewing the covenant. It says in Perak Chaf Gimel, Pasuk Gimel, Imlach Bet, the Ya'amon HaMelech Al HaAmud, 
the king stood on the podium, and he made a covenant with God, to follow God, and to keep all his commands, his judgments, his statutes, and uh, they put this in, in, in a document, all the words of the covenant that are written in this book. And in fact, Yoshiahu now goes down as one of the people who was the, is the heroes of, of Jewish history. Um, when we get his, his summative statement in Sefer Malachim, it says, There was no other king, who returned to God, like the Shema. He returned to God in a more thorough way than anybody else. By the way, one footnote in the Book of Kings is he still couldn't undo all the damage of the period of Manasseh. Okay, having said all of this, uh, we've heard about this king, we've heard about the prophetess Chulda. And now it would seem, and this is how most of the commentaries read this, that Yirmiyahu is coming in at this point, and he is giving a boost, he is giving reinforcement to um, this entire process, because he says, Listen to the words of this covenant, and tell the people of Yehuda and Yerushalayim, and say to them, So says the God of Israel, Cursed is the man who won't obey the words of this covenant. And this, uh, he says, the, the, the covenant which I commanded on the day that we came out of Egypt, listen to my voice, you be my people, I'll be your God. And he, they end off, the passage ends off with, Va'an va'omar amen Hashem. <laughs> Yirmiyahu says, I said, amen. Now, this is quite fabulous because we're reading this Shabbat, this upcoming Shabbat. I guess you'll get this on Sunday when you've already read it. Um, Parshat Kitavo. And in Parshat Kitavo, we have the Brachot and the Klalot, which is a new covenant in our Avot Moav, but it, 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 it's a covenant in the 40th year of the wilderness to be enacted when they come into the land. But it's the, the phrase there is, Ele HaDivrei HaBrit Asher Karat Moshe Bechorev. Moav Milvad HaBrit Asher Karat Itam this is the covenant which updates, which reinforces, which continues the, the covenant at Mount Sinai. So once again, I come back to the question, what covenant? Is this the covenant of Yoshiahu? Is this the covenant of um, Sinai? Well, this paragraph sounds exactly like the covenant in Kitavo, which means that what we're seeing here is just like Kitavo, updates the Sinai covenant 40 years later. This is yet another iteration. This is indeed the covenant that we made when we came out of Egypt, which was reinforced when we went into the land, which has been reinforced in other generations and now is reinforced yet again. In other words, what we have is a, a tradition um, which which is continuing that, that, that notion that we're continually part of this chain of tradition. And the Midrash in the Psikta Rabati says beautifully that Yirmiyahu haya echad mishloshe in Nevi'im shinit nabub oto hador. 
that Jeremiah was one of three prophets who were prophesying to sort of boost uh, Yoshiahu Josiah's uh, religious reform, the renewal of this covenant. It says, Yirmiyahu hayamit shvakim. Jeremiah went out to the marketplaces. Tsefania, another uh, prophet of the time, betoch knesiot. He would be within the shuls, within, I don't know, the halls where people gathered. And chulda itzel hanashim. In other words, there was a tripartite um, delegation of responsibilities. Chulda, the prophetess, would teach the women. Tsefania would teach maybe the men who were committed, the men who, who were agitated, the people who actually came to the Bet Knesset, whatever Batei Knesset meant at that time in history. But Yirmiyahu was out in the streets. And that's maybe why we, why we hear him um, in Pasuk Vav. Read these words out in the cities of Judah and in the squares of Jerusalem. Yirmiyahu is boosting this uh, reform of Yoshiahu. And here the key words of the covenant, sorry, the key words of the chapter are divrei habritazot. It comes up in Pasuk Bet and again in Pasuk Dalad and again in Pasuk Vav. And in Pasuk Chet, all the time, the notion of the covenant. And there are some f- fabulous milim manchot, repeated words. For example, the word listen, which can mean listen or obey. So, for example, in Pasuk Bet, Shimu et divrei habritazot. Um, in Pasuk Gimel, Aror ha'isha shelo yishma et divrei habritazot. Cursed is the person who will not obey. And uh, then in verse 4, Pasuk Dalet, God says, Shimu bekoli. Listen to my voice, keep all the mitzvot. In Pasuk Vav, verse 6, Shimu et divrei habritazot. And uh, in Pasuk Zion, it says, um, because I preached from the Yom Haloti Otameret Mitzrayim, from the time you came out of Egypt till today, Hashkem v'ha'ed lemor, Shimu b'koli, listen to my voice. So that's five mentions of the word Shimu, but then, now it's going to start getting bad because in Pasuk Chet, shamu. the people didn't listen. They wanted their own independence. They went Bishrirut Libam. And so much of this language, I have to say, comes from the covenantal chapters of the end of Sefer Dvarim, Kitavo, Nitzavim. Right? In Nitzavim, we have Bishrirut Libi Eleich. Here we have in Pasuk Chet, Bishrirut Libam. People want to be independent of spirit. And in Pasuk uh, Yud, the people went back to their sins, me'anu lishmoa, they wouldn't listen. And uh, God therefore says, I'm going to punish them. I'm going to bring destruction. They're going to cry out to me. I won't listen to them. Since the people have not listened to me, says God, I won't listen to them. And it is so extreme that in verse 14, God instructs Jeremiah that because the people have not listened to the covenant, God bans Jeremiah from advocating for the people. Do not pray on their behalf. Do not take up a prayer for them. Says God. I will not listen karam when they cry out to me because they are being because they're suffering.
So the key word lishmoa, lishmoa to listen, lishmoa to be attentive, lishmoa to obey. Um, we're asked to obey God, but when we refuse to, God says, I don't want to listen to you anymore. This is the age old covenant, the age old, age -old covenant, which goes all the way back to Egypt and uh, is now being renewed by Yoshiahu. And during the time of Yoshiahu, Yoshiahu is, is most certainly an ally and an advocate. However, I don't know how soon, maybe quite soon after Yoshiahu's renewal, the people rejected it or possibly as suggested by the Dart Mikra commentary. During Yoshiahu's time, they all listened, but already um, only 13 years later, Yoshiahu is killed in battle and a new king, Yehoiakim, takes over, who introduces all sorts of terrible things to Jerusalem. And maybe it's at that point that very, very swiftly, the Yoshiahu um, renewal, the Yoshiahu revolution is at an end. And now the people are back at their old ways. That's it for today. See you tomorrow. Whoa!